Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. From time to time, we have AMA episodes on the podcast. That is, Ask Me Anything. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. On today's show, we're talking about a niche or niche, depending on where you're from, within senior living, and that's co-op housing. It's a small and slowly growing segment. For some, it's become a competitive option in some markets and may gain further traction by addressing several pressures facing the industry. Co-ops account for a fraction of the senior housing industry, but there are signs that it's growing in popularity. The number of senior co-ops has grown from 103 in 2013 to 125 this year, totaling 7,700 units and housing about 10,500 residents nationwide. So their penetration of the market is still quite small. But first, let's define what co-op housing is in the context of senior housing. Buying into a cooperative is a cost-effective way to enter senior housing, and it can be an alternative to independent living and active adult communities. In co-op housing, residents purchase shares in a corporation that owns the building. These shares entitle stakeholders to lease a specific unit within a building and utilize the common areas. Additionally, there's a monthly charge for assessments, maintenance, and repairs. Co-op living also gives residents a stake in how a community is managed, similar to the traditional homeowners association. Each co-op has an elected executive board and members have a vote in how buildings are managed and operated. Co-op shares appreciate in value incrementally, usually between 1-2% to a year. This maintains affordability, marketability for new residents, and because members are responsible for the monthly fees on empty units until they're occupied. Due to the financial structure of co-ops, they tend to be overlooked by many profit-driven investors, but they do offer the end consumer a more affordable living option. There is some reason to believe that if demand surges for senior co-ops, investors may see a more lucrative opportunity, at least if you follow the co-op mobile home park as an example. For decades, retirees buying mobile homes banded together to create their own co-ops before private investors and REITs made the product a tradable, institutional-grade investment class. And on tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking more about mobile home parks for senior housing. So back to co-ops. Members looking to exit a co-op can see a small return on their investment, and they can hold on to their shares and rent out their unit to another tenant. Traditional housing cooperatives where residents buy an equity share on the property, entitling them to live in a unit and access shared amenities, many of the co-op properties, which mostly consist of affordable senior apartments, operate under a cooperative management system. Members apply for available apartments as they would anywhere else. Many co-op buildings nationwide are self-managed, meaning they're managed by the owners as opposed to hiring professional management. There's definitely some flexibility in the model. Residents who buy into a community can pay anywhere from 20 to 95% of their 40-year mortgage up front. Now, 40-year financing can mean low monthly payments and is a reflection of the kind of favorable financing that's possible in this asset class. There's also monthly fees to cover building maintenance and basic operations. The payment plans are designed to be flexible for seniors with more equity or some with higher personal income. Senior co-ops first came into being in Minnesota in 1978, and the state is home to 82 communities. Ebenezer is the largest senior housing provider in the state, and they manage 38 co-ops, most of them under the Applewood Point and Real Life Cooperative brands. Last year, Ecumen launched a senior cooperative brand called Zivago, and they're opening a $20 million, 54-unit facility in Minnetonka. Ecumen has also opened five more Zivago co-ops. Another developer, Real Estate Equities Development of Egan, Minnesota, focuses on building and managing senior co-ops under the Village Cooperative brand, and they've got a 
they've got a pipeline of 34 co-ops completed or under construction in Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Washington. Now, if you're looking for financing, HUD has concentrated all of the processing of applications through their office in Minneapolis. Minnesota is not the only co-op hotbed. Some communities are being built and financed through low-income housing tax credits and using HUD Section 202 and HUD 232 financing. This often allows the building owners to subsidize the rents, usually at 30% of a resident's earnings. While cooperative housing is not necessarily the most prevalent form of housing for seniors, it is one that's growing in popularity and something to take a look at if this is an asset class that fits your wheelhouse. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.